George Kilpatrick, inspiration for the nation celebrating people we feel good about. Well, Dr. Robert Simmons III is the head of STEM and social impact for the Micron Foundation. And the brother's doing some great things. Now, I have been, you know, Micron is coming to the community. They've got, they're building a mega fab facility. They have indicated to us that their investment, when it's all said and done, will be $100 billion, the largest investment in the history of New York State, one of the largest investments of any kind in the United States, okay? President Biden had to come to Syracuse along with all the other officials. to They had to stand with Micron to do this work. But one of the people on the ground doing this is Dr. Robert Simmons. So when I was, you know, I've, I've been to the events, checking it out, they said, but you got to get brother. You got to get this brother on the show. You got to get this brother on the show. And so we've been working this thing out. And so uh, I am honored to welcome Dr. Robert Simmons third to the program and talk okay. about what Micron is uh, doing in the community. I attended the uh, November 9th uh, luncheon where you were the keynote as part of the work uh, at Center State CEO on the economic forecast. And certainly with Micron coming to town, uh, that's certainly an economic forecast. Let me say this uh, about Micron. They put they they said they were coming to invest, and they certainly have. And so, uh, Robert, thank you so much for coming on, and uh, I, I really appreciate the work you're doing. So before we get into Micron, I want to know about Robert, the educator, because yeah. you you from the Big D, Detroit. Uh, home, by the way, of one of the, if, you, if you're if you in Detroit, you got to go to the Charles uh, Wright uh, Museum. You have to do that. You got to do the that. Original, the original Black History Museum in America. Yes. Just you, to be clear. Just to be clear on yeah. the campus. Now, did they, are they still on Wayne State did, or did they move? Uh, well, well, let's be clear. They're not on the campus of Wayne State. Folks in Detroit would, would take offense to Wayne State trying to own our history. Okay. So yeah. It's, it's in the cultural street. center. Yeah, a cultural yeah, center. It's okay, cultural center. Yeah, cultural yeah, yeah. center. Okay, yeah, cultural center. Yeah, yeah. There you yeah. go. Okay, so yeah. uh, you got to do that. So, Rob, talk to me about your background as an educator, because certainly as an educator, that's very important to the work that you're doing, especially as head of STEM for the foundation. Yeah, I mean, you know, first I, I just want to thank you, George, for having me. I want to thank Syracuse for showing love. Um, and whenever I'm I'm in Syracuse uh, at this point, it's just like going home. I don't even need my GPS anymore. I'm just like, all right, this one, this one. Um, and so just want to acknowledge um, the leaders in the community, um, but but also those that aren't named in all the press releases, like those people um, on the ground who um, are unspoken, the ancestors that came before um, that didn't get to see Micron uh, come. But there are a lot of folks that are uh, um, um, in our ancestral home. Um, and uh, have passed on who uh, believed and dreamed of this type of economic opportunity for uh, the Syracuse community. So just want to name that and bring the ancestors into the room. Um, for me, education was all I ever wanted to do, right? Uh, my, my mother and father uh, were uh, went to Morehouse and Spelman. Uh, my father uh, uh, defies the narrative of Black men incarcerated, but he was also incarcerated my whole life. Uh, so one of the things I realized early on was the easiest way to disrupt the narrative of uh, Black men and boys in particular going to prison was to provide them with uh, a strong education. Uh, Frederick Douglass once said that it's easier uh, to prepare uh, to repair broken children than broken men. Mm -hmm. um, and that's the mantra that I operate from uh, when I think about education is that it's easier to repair 
young people than it is to fix uh, older adults. Uh, and I've spent my whole career in uh, both K-12 and in higher education. So um, the work that I do while framed with social impact um, is largely built around uh, education and some of the amazing work um, that uh, happens at Micron. Um, and it wouldn't wouldn't even be possible without our the amazing leadership of our CEO, Sanjay Marotra, the president of our foundation, April Arnzen, um, and the executive director of our foundation, Dee Mooney. Um, they allow me to uh, do the work and uh, offer support, uh, which I think is uh, is critical when you're doing this type of work. You need a village with you and around you to uh, support you. Uh, that that is so important, and so uh, and of course, again, uh, Dr. Robert Simmons, head, head of uh, social impact and STEM for the Micron uh, Company and Micron Foundation, and 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 I love uh, what you just said about the ability to do good in the communities where Micron is, and how critical that is, especially in a time like this. You coming to a, a city that has identified is identified as having some of the highest concentration of poverty in black and brown communities anywhere in the United States. And so certainly an investment uh, like a company like Micron coming is is going to be uh, be significant. And so uh, let's talk about the preparation, right? Because um, we're talking about the potential of 50,000 jobs in this community or 9,000 directly from my, Micron mm -hmm. with another 41,000 offshoot jobs. So uh, let's talk about the preparation to make sure that those who have been adversely impacted can see the benefits in their lifetime from an investment like from Micron. Look, like, you know, um, the decision by uh, the leadership of Micron um, to um, put down roots in the Syracuse community in this way is no small feat, right? There were tons of people that had tons of conversations, right? And I think that, um, you know, the willingness of the Syracuse community, uh, the central New York community, um, and the state of New York, not just to be a community where we reside, but to be a partner in this mm -hmm. uh, is critical, right? And I think that in, in my time, before there was an announcement, uh, I found uh, folks to be warm. This was before it was cold, so I'll come back and offer shade. <laughs> um, but uh, people were warm, they were welcoming, um, and it was humbling, right, mm. to have that experience. Uh, young people were excited um, to learn about Micron. Elders were excited um, uh, to learn about Micron. And there's a history of, uh, in central New York and in places like Syracuse, of doing amazing work in manufacturing, mm -hmm. right? And and so there, there's no better place that I can think of um, in America to do this uh, than right in Syracuse and Clay and Central New York, uh, Clay, which is where the facility will actually be. Uh, but from a regional perspective, um, Micron felt that this was the best fit. Uh, this offered the greatest opportunity, not just to uh, impact the semiconductor industry, but also have great community partners um, and uh, a, a group of citizens who were willing to uh, work with uh, Micron in a meaningful way. Yeah, and 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 you you did point to the diverse talent, uh, and and the communities that we have, uh, yeah. but also the lifestyle, right? And like you said, you know, we 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 love our community, right? We love our community. We we I raised uh, four children here, and although all of them went to school out of town, except for one who's in Ithaca, so two actually two who went to school at, at Cornell, but 
with that being said, this just a tremendous opportunity uh, for uh, people in this community and, and Micron has already started making yep. some investments in the community. Uh, uh, YMCA, OCC, talk about some of those. Yeah, I mean, we're excited to uh, support uh, the community, right? And, and the thing that's in our DNA at Micron um, that's uh, embedded in how we operate, it's not just about our profitability. Um, it's not just about ensuring that our employees are happy. We want to do both of those, but multiple things can be true at the same time. And one of them is ensuring that we're good corporate citizens, uh, that we're engaging with the community and we're investing in the community. In, um, in the region, uh, we just announced a series of grants to launch our chip camp um, across the region um, in three different sites, which is unusual uh, for Micron, but we're doing it anyway. Um, we also announced the grant to the Museum of Science and Technology, where we're also going to build um, a hands-on exhibit um, for people to have access to some family passes uh, for free access. We're sponsoring December. Um, and so shout out to my colleagues and partners at uh, the Museum of Science and Technology, or as it's affectionately known in Syracuse. Most. As the Correct. Um, and uh, then we have uh, the leadership of uh, Brother Bertram Lawson um, and the things he's doing at the Y um, and our significant investment, um, not just in the Y, but in his leadership, which I think is important. He's the first, I believe, the first person of color in the history of the YMCA in that region to that's lead right. the Y, if I'm not mistaken. You're, you're, uh, you're correct. And I think, and 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 I, I think that's important. But also OCC, right? And and the the decision to to build a clean room uh, so that we can train the next generation under the lead of uh, in semiconductors under the leadership of Dr. Warren Hilton um, at Onondaga Community College. So I think there's a lot of community investment. Um, and I think that we're looking to do some partnerships with folks um, to help them navigate the winter, because um, contrary to what other people, I'm not sure if y'all realize in Syracuse, but it's actually cold there. So I'm not sure if that's a part of y'all program and how y'all indoctrinate <laughs> people. But then, um, And so really looking forward um, to uh, doing some things that we'll announce um, in January and February um, to really uh, support the community uh, during uh, a very difficult time for those who um, uh, face housing insecurity and food insecurity, uh, which is the winter. Um, and I'm excited to uh, be the com MLK Convocation Speaker at Lemoyne um, in February um, and really uh, excited to uh, engage uh, with uh, the Lemoyne community uh, as well. So just super excited. And there's a lot of investment aside from the infrastructure um, that uh, will take place. But we we want to make sure kids are excited about semiconductors um, because it's the youth who will lead us is what I always tell folks. Uh, grown folks actually don't know much. Uh, young people are wise beyond their years. Um, and young people will lead us into the future of the semiconductor industry. But it's important that we invest in them uh, so that they can uh, continue to grow um, and become the next generation of leaders in our industry. Dr. Robert Simmons III, he's the head of social impact and STEM at the Micron Foundation. Micron coming to Syracuse, they're bringing a mega fab uh, campus. They're building a mega fab campus in Clay, one of the largest uh, in the country. And so what do they actually do? No, they, no, the, it will be the largest in the country. Oh, the, not one of the, it will be the largest. Yeah, okay? That's what I'm going to lay out there. I'm going to have to go do my research, but I think I was told it's the largest in America, but okay. I could be wrong. Uh, All right. But, but it's going to be one of the largest in America. It, for sure. It, 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 claim it. All right. Let's just claim that it is. So, right. uh, and and so what, this, I, and I talk about it as if everybody knows what that means and what's, so let me just, let me just back up to say 
they they're about memory. So you know, you got a phone here, they're about memory. Wherever you know, you got the the 14 gig, the 20 gig, that's what they do, right? You build memory. And I, I just try to make it simple for folks because well, what mega fat, what are you semi semiconductor? What are we talking about? So uh if you could just do it and, and if you could do the I'm talking to fourth graders version. Well, maybe eighth graders, the eighth yeah, grade eighth version, grade. so that people can be real, real clear. Yeah, I want to put a shameless plug in. We do this through our Chip Camp Girls Going Tech and Job Shadow program, right? And shout out to my colleagues, Landon Lober and Kathy Amirati, who are on the team. Uh, they help do a lot of this work. Uh, and they're actually the, the, the folks that actually do a lot of the work on the ground. Um, so I have to bring my uh, colleagues into this uh, with me because I don't do it by myself. Um, when I think about eighth graders at memory and what we talk about at Chip Camp is we show them video game systems, computers, phones, cars, uh, anything that you can think of that has technology that has to run. There's a semiconductor in it, right? There's a chip that takes uh, uh, that allows it to be turned on, turned off um, and convey information from your phone to the screen all of these uh, other things. You need that chip in order for it to work. Doesn't matter whether it's a big computer, small computer, big phone. Uh, I'm dating myself, whether it's a cell phone in the bag back in the day by Motorola, <laughs> uh, or whether it's your cell phone, your iPhone, you need chips in these things to work your televisions, um, uh, all those things. So I think that's the best way I describe it to uh, young people. And at Chip Camp, we actually have kids go in and start to take apart these things and find uh, the chips that uh, uh, are in the the gadgets and the things that, uh, that they love. So uh, it, it excites me because without chips, stuff doesn't work. Um, you need places to store your memory and things that happen. And for those that people that uh, have have the moment where you lose something you're working on on your computer. I mean, you know, you need memory to save those things. And sometimes you need um, a, a larger and larger capacity for memory. And that's something Micron is committed to doing is making sure through a variety of means and mechanisms that as the need to store more data increases over the decades and years to come, that uh, we, we want to contribute um, to that uh, uh, growth in in society and in the United States in particular. And what's impo also important to remember about the, the work we're doing in Clay, we're bringing uh, manufacturing back to the United States. One of the mm -hmm. things that the United States of America does very well is manufacture things. And I always say to people, as someone who is a Detroiter through and through, from my tattoos to my T-shirts to say Detroit versus everybody, is that World War II in large part was won, right? by the US and its allies because the United States of America in Detroit, the auto industry retooled the factories to mass produce the things that our troops needed to fight against the tyranny that Adolf Hitler was propagating um, in Germany at the time, right? Mm -hmm. And what I say to folks all the time, that's a demonstration that when the United States of America, when we commit to doing something like mass manufacturing for the greater good, we can do anything uh, that we put our minds to. And I fully believe that uh, this significant investment uh, of, of Micron uh, will help lead uh, a return to the glory days of the United States leading the world in our manufacturing. Yeah, I mean, and we want to be part of those glory days. And I, and I, I think it's so important. As you look at, uh, so, so education around STEM, I, I know that uh, part of your investment in OCC 
is to prepare people for opportunities in STEM. Say more about that. Look, like in order to work in the semiconductor space, it's important for people to realize that you don't necessarily need a college degree. You don't always need an associate's degree. You, you can have a PhD, master's. There are all sorts of degrees that you can have, but we have to have multiple on-ramps and off-ramps into the semiconductor industry, right? And part of it is that OCC provides an on-ramp, right? Because we also know that a significant number of graduates and alums from OCC stay in the region. One of the things under the leadership of Dr. Warren Hilton that OCC is actually good at, there's a bunch of them supporting the community, but also they have a deep commitment um, to technology um, at OCC. So they make for a great partner. Um, they have access to young people. Um, they are supportive. Um, and, and it's just an amazing, <laughs> excuse me, it's amazing community um, at OCC. So the investment fits. We're excited to see the clean room get built. Um, and I'm excited to work with OCC on Chip Camp uh, because when we had in a meeting, let me tell you, Dr. Hilton and his team, they showed up and they're like, so uh, let's get started. And I'm like, but it's it's late November, December. They like, so doesn't matter. Like, we're excited to do this for our kids and for our babies. And so I think that, um, you know, it's an excellent opportunity um, to do. I think that the community, again, the education system with the P-TECH program in the region and the state is also another opportunity where young people can go to school for six years, four years of high school, two years of embedded training um, uh, through the P-TECH program to also get uh, additional uh, training to uh, work in corporations like Micron. So, so, so y'all are really doing a thing. And I think mm-hmm. what I, what I've also been impressed with, with what you're doing, and I'm, I'm, I'm saying, I feel like a cheerleader, but I'm, I, I am in some ways am for this community, believing this community, you know, we do have, we export a lot of talent to Charlotte and Atlanta and to Boston and to LL, to Los Angeles. Right. And here's an opportunity now for, for us to not only maintain and grow our talent. Yes. We have four distinct seasons. Some people say we only have two, but we, we do have four. What's, what's been your experience of that? <laughs> Let me tell you, right. It was so cold um, that uh, I was having a conversation with uh, the chief of staff for the chancellor at Syracuse. Right. And so I'm talking to Candace and, uh, and I said, you know what, I got to go. And she's like, why, what, what happened? I said, it's cold. I'm going to Burlington. I was the first person in line at Burlington to get a coat last time I was there last week. And uh, I called her back and, and, and she said, well, Robert, you know, it's only like 30. And I'm like, only? I said, oh, yeah. man, that's, that's, no, no, I, I don't do that anymore. But for the city of Syracuse that I've grown to love and amazing people, uh, uh, I, I give folks a, a hard time about the winter, but I am from Detroit, went to graduate school in Minnesota. So winter is not a foreign concept. I was going to say. Yeah, so I know cold. Uh, <laughs> it's just that I don't enjoy it anymore. I do enjoy the snow. Um, that I do enjoy um, and seeing kids play in the snow. I enjoy seeing adults play in the snow. Um, I don't do too many snow activities, but I enjoy being outside with my kids um, in the snow. So uh, I'm super excited um, for the winter. Uh, I do have to get another coat when I come back in January because apparently the one I had, even the one I bought at Burlington, they were like, oh, yeah, that'll get you through January, but you're going to need something else. <laughs> <laughs> so and I think I started off by saying that that we we have a, a a great community and we are creating an opportunity for people to be able to return 
uh, to the community that they love and have some of the same opportunities. Uh, because what I'm thinking is, you know, why do you know we're in Atlanta, we're in all these other places because we believe that they have greater opportunities. This, uh, your investment in the community should be a signal that you got opportunities in your very own hometown. That's right. Yeah. And I think, again, you know, as someone who uh, was uh, raised in Detroit and and am a Detroiter through and through, um, you know, I'm guilty of the brain drain because I left Detroit mm-hmm. um, in 2007. And, you know, my mother, shout out to uh, to my mother, who's in the library system, I was retiring next year. Um, shout out to librarians everywhere. Um, cause they, 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 they hold a lot of, uh, sway on, on, on a lot of things and they're important, but I think the ability for communities like Syracuse, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, uh, Detroit, um, those cities in the Midwest, uh, Gary, Indiana, that, uh, uh, were manufacturing hubs, uh, 20 years ago to return to prominence, especially when it comes to clean manufacturing. And that's the mm-hmm. other thing that's important to point out about Micron is that again, no shade to those that still work in the auto industry um, where it isn't always clean, right? My grandfather was a hard charging uh, auto worker in the foundry in Ford Motor Company. Um, but but the, ch- the thing is, is that working in the foundry of Ford Motor Company contributed to his early death, right? Again, benefits from what he left behind for our family and my grandmother was amazing with the, the Blue Cross Blue Shield that my grandmother used until she passed away, blah, blah, blah is important but the reality of it is is that that type of manufacturing you know when we think about deaths it it has a significant impact on people who don't have college degrees and advanced degrees because we know that in that type of manufacturing many people with high school diplomas are the folks that are working there in GEDs i want to leverage this as an opportunity for that not to be true anymore where people can go to work in manufacturing and, and work 30 years in manufacturing and not have it be a leading cause of your death, right? Mm-hmm. And, and and I think the clean manufacturing that people will see um, at Micron uh, is, is an opportunity uh, for people to work, but also to live and thrive uh, because without living and thriving, you know, I always ask folks, then what are we doing here uh, on earth, right? And so I think that it's super important. Uh, let's, uh, uh, as we close out in the last five minutes, get a little bit into you're like, do you have a family? Do you have kids? Talk to me. Yeah, two kids, um, amazing life partner um, who also works in philanthropy at the Luminate Group. Uh, and as I mentioned to you before the show, uh, uh, she's a proud member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority. Um, and uh, as a matter of fact, uh, she and uh, Evelyn Ingram from uh, Syracuse, uh, Evelyn and her husband came to Syracuse and we went to dinner. And I swear to goodness, they spent half the dinner talking about Alpha Kappa Alpha. <laughs> And I was like, yo, like, y'all you do and, know we're here, but like, and Chino looking at each other like, like yeah, what, like what? Yeah, Chino and I, shout out to uh, Chino and Evelyn uh, uh, for, for coming down and uh, reaching out. And we had uh, dinner at Georgia Brown. But anyway, um, and so, yeah, so, you know, our 11 year old is really into AAU basketball and is pretty good. Um, so uh, if uh, Jim Beheim uh, is looking for his next uh, Carmelo Anthony, uh, you know, reach out, like, happy to send them to Syracuse for a tryout. Um, and I always remind folks in Syracuse, while yes, y'all gave us Dave Bing, we gave y'all Derek Coleman. So just to be clear, okay. there's a trade-off. Uh, uh, shout out to DC uh, uh, from Northern High School in Detroit, uh, proud uh, 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 member of the Syracuse community and the Detroit community. But yeah, so that's it, man. Like that's that's the world, you know, still excited about living in DC. We live in Northern Virginia, um, just outside of DC. 
Um, and you know, uh, hardcore Lions fan, hardcore Michigan fan, go yeah. blue. You um, got me the other day. Uh, the Lions got the Giants, but we got the Pistons, so that's I'm good. The Knicks, I'm a Knicks fan. <laughs> well, well, so for all of my Knicks fans, I always jokingly say to the Knicks fans, I didn't even realize they played professional basketball. Oh, here we go. Here we go. So, you know, as a Piston <laughs> fan, you know, like we've been relevant the last 20 years ish. Uh, bad um, boys got you got you that's right rip hamilton chauncey sheed and all that but you Isaiah, know again yeah, yeah. i always say to folks what i do love about the knicks contrary to what other people say about kd ai and all these other people the greatest scorer in the history of the nba was a new york nick bernard king bernard king yeah bernard, bk was smooth with it so yeah, i always tell folks if you got to understand nba basketball to understand, I think he just celebrated a birthday. I saw somewhere on social media. I believe uh, so. Recently. So yeah, so uh, I, I, we spent a lot of time on sports, um, and I'm looking forward to the holiday because uh, I've been working a lot, um, and uh, my, my my amazing life partner's been traveling a lot uh, overseas because her boss is in London. So <laughs> really looking forward to unplugging for a couple of weeks and just sitting and then getting back at it uh, the first week of January. Listen, um, Robert Spence III, before we go. I know you had mentioned or you slipped in there that your dad uh, spent most of your life incarcerated and a lot of, you know, that's relatable to a lot of young people who may have had a similar experience. Would you just say something about how you were able to navigate that, how you can speak about that without feeling shame about that? Um, And also the encouragement that you give to other young people who may be in a similar search situation that they are, I don't want to say, yeah. I don't want to talk about my family, that that you got comfortable enough in your yeah. position successfully as someone who, you know, uh, has navigated yeah. I uh, mean, a lot of different spaces. Yeah, like the FBI was looking for my father. So he wasn't he wasn't doing anything nice, right? And and I experienced the emotional incarceration during his physical incarceration. Um, And I think it probably took me until my 40s to actually come to grips with it, maybe my 30s, right, where I started writing about it when I was an academic. Um, And I think that it took a a lot of time, a lot of therapy, right? And I think that, um, you know, people uh, who are in denial about uh, the the utility of therapy in our lives and talking to someone, uh, because I was angry, right? Like they were ready to kick me out of high school. I was fighting all the time. um, And you know, I didn't grow up in 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 a neighborhood where violence uh, was was uh, unusual, right? It was very normative growing up in the '80s during the height of the crack cocaine epidemic in Detroit. Um, and so there were days where my mother thought I was going to fall victim to the same uh, challenges that plagued my my dad and other homeboys in in my neighborhood. Um, and I think I just stuck with it, and I finally got comfortable with it um, as I started to hear receive mentorship. Uh, from brothers like Sean Dove, shout out to Sean Dove, who uh, was the was the the head of the campaign for Black Male Achievement. But I also realized that my story, if I didn't heal, I couldn't be a good educator to help others heal. But I also couldn't be a good dad, right? If I was carrying around my own baggage. For those that are still going through it, um, I always say like peace and reconciliation and forgiveness comes with time. Right. And and I think that uh, there's no set time period for when you may forgive a parent 
uh, for this, uh, for what what's happened and the damage of the relationship. Um, but I think that, uh, you know, my commitment in, in particular in this space, I'd love to sit down and talk to young people and work with the community uh, and other organizations that are already doing this work just on my own personal time um, to to build out uh, an ecosystem or continue to grow the ecosystem that supports young people who have uh, parents and relatives who may or may not be raising them who are incarcerated. Um, because you you have a greater likelihood of experiencing trauma, violence, and incarceration uh, when you're one degree of separation from a uh, from a loved one who's uh, been uh, inside of the uh, 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 prison. So uh, definitely open to talking about it. Uh, Want to encourage folks, and would love to sit down with a group of folks um, at uh, in Syracuse and in the region to have a, a longer conversation about about my journey, but also their journey because we're all on the journey. Um, I just happen to uh, navigate the bumps differently than others. Navigate the bumps differently than others. Dr. Robert Simmons is the head of social impact and STEM programs for Micron Technology and the Micron Foundation. By the way, Focus Greater Syracuse is going to host a free virtual focus forum on uh, Friday, December the 16th at 12.05, where County Executive Ryan McMahon is going to talk about how Micron is likely to impact Central New York over the next several years and how you can help shape that impact. And I'll leave you with any last words uh, just to that point. How can we as a community help shape the impact of your investment in Central New York? Yeah, I'm, I'm hopeful that people will uh, continue to uh, share their thoughts and experiences and be a partner um, and a co-constructor of this uh, of this uh, space. Um, and I think doing the co-construction um, and, and being a listener um, and a learner is something that I bring to the table. Uh, folks can always reach me via email, uh, Robert Simmon, no S at micron.com. And I think that's important uh, to, to, to name that I want to be available for people to reach out to. Um, I may not always have the answer that people like. I may not even have an answer at all, uh, but I'm here to listen uh, because I'm concerned about Micron, but I'm also equally concerned about uh, the community and doing right um, by those that uh, are impacted uh, by uh, Micron's presence uh, in a community that is not ours, but belongs to those that we uh, aim to partner with and, and serve when I think about our social impact work. Micron Technology, building the largest megafab uh, facility, clean technology in central New York, uh, 50,000 jobs, $100 billion dollars an investment subject to market conditions. They always say that just so we say it, <laughs> but, but we're really excited, uh, Robert. And uh, I think this is what the first interview for you in Central New York? Yes, the first podcast uh, in Syracuse uh, that I've done. Uh, and so I, I'm super excited um, to do it. Uh, definitely uh, enjoy doing community-based uh, uh, conversations. Uh, working with uh, Miss Helen over at the United Way on and on the Common Council in Syracuse uh, uh, City Government, um, as well as Rashida, uh, to do a couple of other uh, uh, conversations as well. So really want to have community-based conversations um, as much as possible. And yes, there are the other things that I do uh, that are at a 30,000-foot level, but I also want to make sure uh, that the work resonates from the grassroots to the treetops, uh, mm -hmm. because grassroots um, is how we maintain um, uh, uh, our longevity and sustainability uh, in communities, not necessarily through the treetops because the color of the treetops changes, but uh, the roots, uh, when they're uh, deep um, and intertwined, they never change. They, in fact, grow stronger. All right. From the corner to the corner office. That's Dr. Robert Simmons, the third inspiration for the nation, G.K. George Kilpatrick, right here on Power 620. 
and everywhere you get your podcasts.